Head to our Discord if you want to ask the Infendo crew a question for the question block. You can get there by going to infendo.com. Collecting every coin so you don't have to. Infendo Radio is on now. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Infendo Radio, episode 675, I think? That sounds right. Let's go with that. Uh, We've got a show for you tonight. It's a packed show. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. We got news. We got games we've been playing. We got a question block with multiple questions from multiple people. So, like, get ready for this. Uh, I am joined, however, tonight by Eugene and Justin, the usuals. Uh, Steve is sitting around just hanging out, lurking like he does, but he's not here for the show. He's too busy messing with his iPad. Uh, Eugene, how you doing tonight, and uh, where can the people find you? I'm doing good, Lucas. Thank you for asking. Um, The people can find me in various places. Um, Only a few that I'll tell you about, though. Uh, Mainly in Fendo.com, but um, yeah, just, just go there, do the things. I just... Did a little bit of a redesign um, on Infender.com, so go take a look, see what you think, and uh, maybe let us know how you feel about it. Um, So yeah, that's me. Lucas, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing lovely. Thank you for asking, Eugene. Uh, I haven't uploaded anything to YouTube in like a week and a half. Not that I'm not still sitting on a couple episodes of Donkey Kong Country 3. I just, I've been busy, I've been distracted, I've been playing a lot of RuneScape, and you know, that takes a toll on a man. Uh, but no, I'm doing good. If you want to check all that stuff out, or like I said last week, if you want to go look at some of the other stuff I'm doing in my free time, 3D modeling crap, then go visit either lucaspeace.com or lucaspeace on YouTube. They sound the same, but one is like business professional, and the other is me playing video games and laughing about them so you know <laughs> go check those out uh justin how you doing tonight and where can the people find you uh, i am doing okay are you in a pokemon center right now uh no i appear to be in the uh in the office of uh of animal crossing whatever whatever that office is called um you can find me on twitter and Infendo Justin, and I have just posted a couple of new uh, movie reviews to the DisneyParkBench.com. So go check that. Out. Nice. Well, excited to uh, excited to get in on all that, I guess. Uh, well, like I said, we got a show for you tonight, so I'm not gonna stick around and chat anymore. We got stuff to get to. Lots of lots of notes to get to, and I'm definitely not stalling for time while I pull those up. Um, all right, guys, we are going to hammer through some news because there was a lot of it this week. Everybody just kept posting stuff in our private news feed for what we want to talk about on the show. So first and foremost, Justin, you shared this, and I think you're probably the best one to, to kind of talk about this, but let me cue you up here. Uh, a bunch of Disney games are getting canceled or reportedly getting canceled um, that have been reportedly in development. And uh, it, it kind of seems like this is coming off part of the, the whole, like, WB mismanagement, lower resources issue that's been kind of plaguing a lot of games around these these different um, IPs, I guess you would say. Uh, there was a Guardians of the Galaxy game that apparently was in the works that is now being canceled or near being canceled. There was one game that was really weird sounding. It was supposed to be a Funko Pop game that they could not get the rights to the Funko Pops for. So then they turned it into a WB shooter with like chibi WB characters that resemble Funko Pops. But that is now apparently on the on the outs. Uh, there was a mobile port of LEGO Worlds they were working on that is supposedly no longer happening. Uh, there was going to be a LEGO Diablo-like game that was going to be kind of a crossover of multiple different IPs and everything. And also, um, Mandalorian DLC for the Skywalker Saga is supposedly kind of at risk of maybe not coming out now as well, because I guess a bunch of these companies are just kind of having trouble. Well, I guess it's one company. It's like Disney and TT Games, which I don't know if that's Telltale Games, like rebranded, or if they're a completely different entity. Does anybody know about that? um, So yeah, this actually has nothing to do with Disney, which is why I was sitting here visibly confused. Um, Oh, great. uh, (laughs) It's actually uh, Traveler's Tales. or they are they go by TT Games now, but it's the company that makes the Lego games, um, which is why there were you know non Disney IPs like you know, Warner Brothers and, and Harry Potter and stuff in there. But 
yeah, I guess they had uh, a bunch of things lined up that ended up getting canceled. Um, they did have a Lego Disney game that was in development. Uh, one of the it was basically going to have a bunch of Disney IPs that they have had sets for in the past. So like. There would have been a Pirates of the Caribbean world and a Maleficent world and stuff like that. But I guess one of the... They were having trouble with development. And then when the Disney Dream something Valley, whatever that new Disney game that came out, basically had the exact same concept. So they just went, up, they just, they just went ahead and canceled it. Um, but yeah, so if you're a fan of, of Traveler's Tales and the, and the Lego games, um, there have been a lot of games cut from their lineup, but um, I guess they're still working on a basically a Harry Potter Lego Harry Potter game that's going to do for Harry Potter what the Skywalker Saga did for Lego Star Wars, so that's good. But yeah, I guess they had a lot of plates spinning and, and had to had to cancel a bunch of those games because of I know Skywalker Saga took forever to come out. Like, that was well, supposed to come out about two years before it actually yeah. did. Warner Brothers, Warner Brothers is suffering a lot. Um, I know Multiverses has gone to crap, basically, in the last season. Um, and I know a lot of that is because I think companies have been getting bought and sold like hotcakes and Warner Brothers is now owned by like, don't quote me on this, but like Discovery or something, I guess, owns them now or uh, something like that. Yeah, and Warner, um, I don't know whether Warner and Discovery merged or Warner I think they got Discovery. But... I think Discovery bought Warner is what I heard, actually, because Discovery is supposedly this massive corporation that is like... But but anyway, we don't we clearly don't know what we're talking about here one way or the other. Um, the point being that um, yeah, these games, these WB games, have been suffering, and it sounds like so have the uh, the Lego series and all of that kind of junk. So um, yeah, I guess a little bit of sad news there if that's your cup of tea. But what you gonna do? What you gonna do about it? Um, moving on, it is currently the six-year anniversary of Breath of the Wild. That means six years ago today, we were playing that game for the first time, and some of us were waiting to play that game for the first time until the Switch came out. Um, any thoughts, feelings, uh, impressions that you want to you wanna chat about now that we're... How is that six years ago? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? It feels like longer to me, honestly. It feels like we've been in the Breath of the Wild era for like a millennia, but, you know, what you gonna do? <laughs> Well, you know, there do tend to be really long gaps between major um, Zelda uh, releases, and it kind of surprises me that we haven't had more small Zelda releases. Like, we had uh, Link's Awakening, and we've had a couple of Hyrule Warriors games, but for the most part, like, there hasn't been a whole lot. Like, I was, I thought there was going to be something to kind of fill the gap between the two of them, but, well, we got Skyward Sword, you know, but... Um, but yeah, I booted up uh, Breath of the Wild a few days ago, and every time I turn that game on, I still get hooked. Like, I can go months without playing it and be like, oh, I don't really feel like playing it. Turn it on, I'm immediately hooked and can't put it down. I don't like Breath of the Wild. <laughs> I have nothing else <laughs> to contribute to this conversation. I think it's kind of ruined a series that i once cared dearly for and i hope someday we get more old school zelda titles but i'm not holding my breath that's all i've got <laughs> i definitely wouldn't go that far I, i'm more on the justin um train there i haven't played it in a while although i've had had a a hankering to play it with uh you know the new game right around with the corner Tatuk coming out soon yeah, that's not gotta as get your, uh, catchy. Got to get it? your, got to get your Batwa fix before Tutik comes out. I understand. <laughs> exactly. But, I think I told um, you this, guys. Sorry, I think I told you this in private. But um, I keep seeing things about Tutik on like you know channels and stuff, and I'm like, what the hell is Tutik? And then I'm like, oh, it's the new Zelda. Like, I have to uh, readjust just... to all the acronyms. I just uh, put like autofill, so when I type in the abbreviation, it, it will out. automatically See, that's write clever. the whole title. That's <laughs> smart. 
I uh, The one thing I will say about this game that I hope that they change up a little bit from Breath of the Wild is, and we've talked about this before, but um, I'm... I could do without the breakable weapons or I could do with like, just give me one that doesn't break, you know, type of thing. Like just give me something. I I wouldn't mind a mix. Like maybe like, you know, weapons you find will break, but you can purchase or upgrade weapons. Craft, to have them maybe. Not break. Yeah. yeah. Go to like right. a smith's shop and yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, like um, break, but yeah. don't disappear from your inventory maybe, right? Like you can just like, you know, open or up the, the... Instead of cooking, there's like a, a workbench that you have like somewhere in your tunic that you can pull out, Or have out, it you like know? the Master Sword. Like when, after it breaks, it, well, I mean, you can't drop the Master Sword, so it doesn't really count. But I was say, after it breaks, you can carry around the broken piece and repair it later or you can just drop it and replace it with something else that way you get kind of the best of both worlds so skyrim did um something that i kind of like for breakable weapons because the weapons themselves have no breakability but um then your weapon but then your weapon can be enchanted by like fire or electricity or uh, stamina sapping or magicka sapping or whatever. And that bar will diminish over time. And you can replenish those with crystals that you gather throughout the world and, and absorb from like the souls of your fallen foes and stuff. So it kind of does a good balance between breakable weapons, but the weapons themselves are permanent. So you can like latch on to a favorite sword, but then you can enchant the sword in a way that makes it more powerful. I wouldn't mind something like that where like the weapons themselves don't break, but then when you get like the electric blade, it runs out of electricity and just becomes a regular sword until you get like, you know, a fairy to charge That's it like up. That's like a heavy medium. Like I, I would be, yeah. I would be okay yeah. with that. Or like, you or like to reinvent just, the wheel, just, you know. <laughs> just something different, you know, like, and, and I know they will do something different and that's just kind of in their MO. You know, but uh, yeah, just give me something different or let's take a complete 180 and give me masks and make it Majora's mask. Give me, let me be a Deku scrub. See, I'm not so sure they are going to do something different for this because I think this game is really running off the Breath of the Wild engine. So I don't know, unless they got a lot of I mean, it is, but I mean, they've clearly added and changed a lot. Well, yeah, I mean, they've updated the maps and stuff, but I don't know. I'll... I'm 50-50 on whether they're going to replace the breakable weapons or not. I guess it depends on if there was enough fan outcry and if they really see it as a deal-breaker kind of thing, but... I think it's going to be as much a different game as Ocarina of Time was to Majora's Mask. Majora's For better or worse. Yeah. For better or worse, yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's kind of why I don't see them... That's kind of why I don't see them changing, like, the core mechanics and stuff. But again, maybe maybe that'll be something that they tackle. We'll see. Yeah, they could do do whatever they want, I guess, right? They've been... How long have they been been working on this thing? Who knows, you know? It almost doesn't matter because you know it's just going to print money. Like, they could make... They could make whatever they want at this point. It's going to print $70 a piece. $70 a pop, yeah. By the way, you can... The uh, the game vouchers are back, so you can get the two game vouchers for a hundred dollars, and then spend one of them on uh, Breath of the Wild, and then you end up saving twenty bucks. Yeah, that's a good. Yeah, deal, I'm gonna actually. I'm gonna end up doing that myself because um, mm-hmm. yeah, this is just a good good. And then I think I'm gonna get know... a Pokemon Snap with my other voucher. Well, mm-hmm. and you know, even if there's nothing else you want, there will be something you'll want eventually that's a first-party Nintendo game. So, mm-hmm. like, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Like All right, Arms well, that too. was good. Yeah, exactly. Please, give me that. I'd love to play in ARMS, too. Um, that was a good PSA, because I actually have a bunch of other PSAs to get to tonight, so let's jump through those real quick. Um, starting with the thing we were talking about pre-show, Eugene, uh, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet has a little bug a little glitch, a little oopsie-daisy that you're going to want to hear about. Um, so don't get alarmed because it doesn't seem like it's a huge thing, but there is a save file corrupting bug that has been found with the last uh, DLC update that's come out. Um, this is supposed to be a stability update, but some people have been reporting that their save files have been getting deleted. Uh, it seems like the commonality between the people who've experienced it is that they've interacted with the DLC in some way. So they've gone into the menu and purchased the DLC or downloaded the DLC that they had already purchased. A couple of people were saying they also interacted with the Pokemon Home integration, but not everybody who had the issue was reporting that. However, only 12 people as of like a day or two ago have been reporting it. So it's not exactly a widespread, you know, chaotic death bug, but it is something to be on the alert for, especially if you're like me and Steve and you put like 400 hours into these games. You don't want to lose that. So just, you know. 
be careful and wait for the next update. Haven't heard anything yet. I think it's been two days since we heard about this, but keep an eye out. I'm sure they'll be doing another update as soon as they can because, you know, we need to fix that. That's a problem. That's no good. So that's news. Um, on slightly happier news, the uh, Metroid... Or Metroid... Blah, 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 blah. The Mario Kart 8 Deluxe Booster Pass 4, which might as well be a Metroid game, freaking 500 titles in the name, that comes out tomorrow. Actually, that comes out right now. I forgot. I was going to um, say it comes so, out tonight. Yeah, I was actually, it's out now. I was about to say it comes out tomorrow. Then I remembered Steve posted a link that it's apparently available right now and you can play it. Uh, that is coming with the Fruit Cup. So there's going to be new levels. We've got the um, Amsterdam What did drip. you just call me? I called you a Fruit Cup. You know you are. Come on. Um, sweet on the top, a little juicy on the bottom. A little bit of, little bit of whipped cream up there. Anyway. Yeah, boy. So we've got Amsterdam you know, I Drift. I like my juicy bottoms. Which is from uh, Mario Kart World Tour, which is probably, in my opinion, the least exciting of the new levels. Uh, Riverside Park from the Game Boy Advance. Those are always kind of fun to see. Uh, DK Summit from the Wii, which is one of my favorites. Really looking forward to that one. And the Yoshi's Island one, which is an entirely new course. Really excited for that one. Themed after the Yoshi's Island game from the uh, SNES. Then there's the Boomerang Cup, which is going to come with Bangkok Rush, which is another Mario Kart Tour update, which, you know, that is what it is. Uh, Mario Circuit from the DS. Waluigi Stadium from the GameCube. And the another Mario. Was. Yeah, Waluigi Stadium is really cool, too. That is the and, good one. And uh, then Singapore Speedway from Mario Kart Tour. For again, if you now, like that, I'm, you like that. If you don't, you don't. <laughs> I'm surprised that we're getting a new course because I assumed that the whole purpose for doing, you know, these courses from other games was they were saving all of the new, uh, the new tracks for Mario Kart Nine, and so here's a bunch of old ones to hold you over until we're ready to release Nine. So. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Yoshi's Island track ends up on Mario Kart 9, but I was surprised yeah. when they announced that, hey, here's a new one that you've never played on anything before. Well, and not only are we getting a new course, we're getting a new character because Birdo is coming with this pack. And not just one Birdo, multiple different colors of Birdo. So if that's your jam, then uh, it's a good time to be a Birdo fan, man. Pop in, play that game. It's available right now, apparently. So go do that. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> Oh, and the ghost of Steve is sending us a notification that apparently five new characters have been confirmed in Waves 5 and 6. I have no news source to back that up, but Steve says it's true, so if he's wrong, then send all your complaints to Gentis on Twitter. I don't think anything's Twitter. been confirmed, because Nintendo doesn't usually announce or even comment on rumors and speculation, but um, there have been pretty much every... There have been leaks for... Um, every uh, every wave that's come out. So oh, Steve says it has been confirmed. Justin, you jerk! He didn't say that part. Uh, there's five question mark blocks on the character select screen. So oh. there are five upcoming characters for the next. Get get hype, boy! Because that's the thing. Apparently, my switch was. I'd update the game now. Yeah, that's that's exciting. Um, okay, cool. Well, that's all fun, and I love getting news updates in real time here. Um, we've also got Metroid Fusion. That comes out tomorrow on the Game Boy Advance Virtual Console, or whatever the heck that's called. So, I don't know. Anybody here really hyped to replay Metroid Prime Fu or Metroid Fusion, not Metroid Prime I would have been if I hadn't just played it a year ago. I love Metroid Fusion. It's a I'm really going to play game. it again. I love that game. Yeah. It's one of my favorite and Metroids. And it's a perfect prequel to Metroid Dread, so I'll probably end up curtailing Metroid Fusion right into Metroid Dread and just, like, we wrapping up the series all over again. Did we ever talk spoilers on Metroid Dread? Yeah, we did, actually. Justin finally yeah. finished it. Oh, my God, yeah, that, that game was, just it was like... Mm, I don't actually was remember what, being in the spoiler discussion, but what yes, you're, did finish it. What you're going through with that game is what I'm going through with Pokemon. I still want to talk about this stuff, Eugene. Uh, we'll get there. Okay, we'll okay, get there. okay. We'll get there. Uh, anyway, last... Last bit of news here real quick to get through. Um, the 3DS eShop closes on March 27th. I think most of us are aware of that. But um, I just kind of wanted to make an announcement because we've got, like, one more show before it closes. Maybe two? I don't know. Math. Um, and if you want to buy games on it, now's the time. So maybe go pop into that eShop, get yourself some credit, and see what you can pick up because soon you're not going to be able to do it anymore. I know I'm going to have to go on and just make sure there's nothing I'm missing because yeah, I'm kind of panicking, honestly. I'm going to be downloading everything I can. So Yeah, there's some Wii games there that that I kind of 
wanted to get. I mean, on everything else I can probably emulate or is eventually going to come out on Switch anyway. But L Listen, Nintendo, earmuffs, earmuffs, Nintendo. This is going to lead to a lot of piracy, and that's probably what I'm going to do. Oh, yeah. Well, that too, yeah. Well, but I I'm mean, sure for I one was, reason... I'm already shopping like for an it. NVIDIA Shield, so... <laughs> sure. Well, um, that's your news breakdown. I don't know. Did you guys have anything else you wanted to talk about or add that I missed, or should we just jump right into change the system? Nothing for me. All right. Let's do it then. Um, cool. So change the system. Who wants to go first? Who's been playing some cool games? Who wants to chat? Oh, well. Yeah. Okay. You're up, Justin. Take it away. <laughs> okay. Um. Fight. So, um, Mortal Kombat, you say? Um, yeah, actually, I was just playing uh, Mortal Kombat earlier tonight. Um, I was playing the uh, Master System version on my Retroid Pocket, um, which I found. I haven't used this in a long time. I got it for Christmas last year, like like Christmas of 2021. Installed a bunch of ROMs on it and, and emulators, played it for a while, but it always took forever to charge and the battery didn't last very long so i kind of stopped playing it for a while and now i think it's pretty much useless so um i'm already shopping for the retroid uh pocket 3 plus uh because it's a neat little system and you know for those games that you can't play on the switch um you know, it'd be nice to have them on here. Like, I've got the colorized packs of Super Mario Land 1 and 2. I've got an English translation of For the Frog the Bell Tolls, the game that came, the game that the team that made Link's Awakening made before Link's Awakening. Um, so, like, there's, and then of course, like I said, I got Master System games and stuff on here. Um, aside from that um and all of the normal stuff that i mention every week i hooked up my n64 last night plugged in my everdrive and played some more golden ix because i realized over the past couple of weeks well actually i realized over the weekend that i don't have any friends to play golden eye multiplayer with like most of my friends are not he on when I am. Most on a podcast <laughs> with three other people who play yes, games. Yes, <laughs> and, and I'm sure you have lots of nostalgia and muscle memory for Goldeneye. I don't need nostalgia to play a game. I just need an invite, boy. That's all it takes. <laughs> well, uh, the problem was, so I played, uh, I think I only played one match of Goldeneye was with Schnazzy one over the weekend, mm -hmm. and I just wiped the floor with him. Because I never lost that muscle memory. Like I can, I can circle strafe and and whip around a corner, take pop shots and all that. Like I can, I can still do all that stuff like I could in high school. So, like, most people don't want to play with me because I'm still good. <laughs> um, so instead, I um, hooked up my N64, played some GoldenEye X, which for those of you who don't know is a ROM hack of Perfect Dark that implements is mostly multiplayer, but it implements uh, you know the characters, the stages, and the weapons of Goldeneye and some other uh, new enhancements um, into the Perfect Dark engine, so you can play it with um, with with bots basically. So I've been. I've been doing that. I played a little bit of Perfect Dark on the Xbox, and I'm like, I just want to play Goldeneye, so um, we're doing that. Um, aside from that, it's mostly just been, you know, The Last of Us, Grand Theft Auto, you know, all the usual stuff that isn't worth bringing up again. Um, like I said, a little bit of Breath of the Wild. But that's pretty much it for me. Cool. What about you, Eugene? I, oh, Ooh. I do have one game that I haven't quite played yet, but I will hopefully have played it before next week. Um, I downloaded a ROM hack of Super Mario Brothers that um, basically turns Super Mario Brothers into Super Mario Brothers Special, the computer only Special. game. Yeah, Special. it was a it, it was a computer Special. only game 
that came out in Japan and was made by Hudson Soft. It was one of those those few games like in the eighties that that Nintendo licensed out. I have and, never heard of this, but I'm looking oh, at it right now. Yeah, I was say look it up on on YouTube. There are tons of videos on it. So um, I went on rom uh, romhacking.org or whatever that website is and found a rom hack that basically turns Super Mario Brothers into Super Mario Brothers Special, but with Super Mario Brothers mechanics. So uh, I'll probably throw that onto onto this little baby and, and play some of that this weekend. Cool. But that's about it. Gotcha! What about you, Eugene? What have you got to tell us about? <laughs> um, well, just like Jax, um, I have been... No, I don't know how to spell that. that was. I, 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 <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was Jax. Um, you I don't know how to weak, sp- pathetic fool. I don't know how to spin that into anything. Um, spin else. like a Pokemon Go stop, perhaps. There you go. Actually, I have been playing Pokemon Go. Let's talk about that. So um, the um, I'm gonna mute you, Justin. So <laughs> the uh, connection that you talked about earlier with between Scarlet and Violet and Pokemon Go, I am all in. That has gotten me playing both games. Um, and I did not know about this scary, um, data scariness, but you know, whatever. I've, I've been like five hours in. Again, it's only 12 people, so I wouldn't be that worried. But again, it's enough for somebody like me or Steve to go, okay, well, I'll take a week off. Like, I don't want (laughs) to lose 400 hours of my life, you know, kind of thing. Sure. Totally. But, uh, yeah, no. affect the cloud saves? Yes, people have not been able to recover it through cloud saves. So That's it's a yeah, it's a core like save data corruption issue apparently. Mm, so no bueno, super no bueno. Um, but what I have been doing is basically playing a lot of Pokemon Go because of this. What is his name? Glimgool, Glimmy Gooly. Gimme Ghoul. Yeah. Gimme Ghoul, like Gimme and Ghoul. Gimme that Ghoul. I like Gimme Ghoul. He's a cool little dude. He's tiny, and he's got a lot of coins. But the problem with him, at least in Pokemon Go, because I haven't even attempted to do anything with him in the other game, if you can even get him there, you have to acquire 999 coins to evolve I got some bad news for you. It's exactly the same in the main Ah, game. Okay, well... Really? He was the last one I got in my Pokedex. So actually, that's not that sad, because um, I've been... I don't know what what I don't. There might be a better strategy than what I've been doing to get coins in the in Scarlet. But in Pokemon Go, if you send a postcard from Pokemon Go into your Scarlet and Violet game, you get like you know sometimes it's a hundred coins. You know, so yeah. like I'm already getting a bunch of coins uh, acquired in that game. Um, the problem for me is in Pokemon Go, there is no easy way seemingly to get coins until day five because on day five you um get this like golden lure i guess and then you can put it at a pokestop and then the cool thing about that is it is just like raining coins like you're just getting all that stuff so um i am um absolutely going to be muting Justin. Um, but the uh, the cool thing about this whole thing is like, I'm playing this game that I paid for $120 three months ago because I bought two versions of it. And now I'm God. playing Pokemon Scarlet again. So let's talk about that because that's more exciting than Pokemon Go. Um, it's... I'm not going to lie. This is my Breath of the Wild for me. Like, this is the... It is not my favorite Pokemon game. It is probably my least favorite Pokemon game. Oh, I thought you were saying it's your Breath of the Wild because you can't stop playing it. No, no, no. No, No, yeah, this is, uh, like, in my opinion, like, this is my Breath of the Wild as to what Lucas feels like Breath of the Wild is type of thing, you know? Like, I can see that it's a good game. I can see that, like, people like the game, but I just But it doesn't doesn't hit what you want it to hit. It's not, yeah. That's exactly how I feel about Breath of the Wild. Yeah, I get that. I I understand that feeling. Because I, like, really want to get into this game. Like, I'm, I'm getting, like... 
I, I, I just want to fill this Pokedex, you know? And then I just want to, like, get to the end of the game. But there's just, like, all this stuff that's stopping me from doing it because this Team Star guys are just in my way. And all I want to do is talk. And I don't want to talk about your stupid big truck, Dark Man. Like, I just want to collect Pokemon. See, God, I, I think that's... I, I think the, and this the, is the problem I've been having with Pokemon games is they've gotten so wordy. Oh, it's so bad difference. in this one. I, Arceus was kind of there. Uh, like, I remember you complaining about it back in the beginning of the last year. But I feel like this game has just, like, gotten over the top, man. Ooh, I would, I would argue I think Arceus actually has more dialogue, but maybe not. I don't know. I just remember there being, like, an hour of dialogue at the start of Arceus. But, Lucas, um, we were, there was. Lucas, you were trying to say something. I think we kept cutting you off. No, I was just going to say, I think this is a case of, like, journey versus destination, right? Because Eugene is saying the stuff that he wants to experience in this game is basically the end of the game, right? He wants to explore the open world and have the Pokedex filled and, and all that stuff. And uh, the thing that captured me with this one, which is kind of like what you describe when you talk about Breath of the Wild, is the journey, the, the going from, from area to area and encountering the different gyms and the different Team Star members and, you know, learning about the backstories and helping Arvin with his mission to, to help his Pokemon and everything. Like, that's the stuff that, that actually kind of appealed to me and made this one more memorable for me compared to a game like, um, God, what Gen 6. I can't even remember what Gen 6's title was off the top of my head right now. And all I remember about that was was big, hairy guy wanted to stop people from aging. And that was, like, the villain of, of Gen 6. Like, and it took place in France. Like, like, some of the Pokemon games have felt like such throwaways to me, and this one just, like, it hits, it hits a sweet spot for me. It reminds me that, like, oh, yeah, a Pokemon game can have a good story and still be, like, a game, you know, kind of thing. So I've been having a... I've, you know I've been having a good time. I've been playing this game for, like, 500 hours. <laughs> and, I, and I talked about this with you pre-show, and, you know, like, I... It's not... I want to get through this game. Like, I want to play through it. So, and maybe I'm just going about this uh, the wrong way, but the way that I'm doing it is I want to just power through the game the first time, and mm -hmm. then the second playthrough, I actually want to experience a story. So, yeah. I don't know, maybe, again, maybe I just chose wrong type of thing, but, like, man, well, it, think... it's just making it real hard for me. Like, I wish there was maybe even a button that was, like, you could push start to just, like, skip through the dialogue yeah. if you don't care, and then just, like, yeah. you know, go through I it. Think... That would be fantastic. I think... I think somewhere in these games' life cycle, and it may have been Gen 4, it may have been Gen 5... Um, Pokemon started becoming more of a narrative RPG as opposed to just like a, you know, like an old school, there is no dialogue except the dialogue you choose to engage in kind of RPG. Like Gen 1 didn't have any of this stuff. Gen 2 had a little bit of a story, but it was here and there a couple of lines of dialogue mm -hmm. kind of thing. But I know even in, um, in Pearl and Diamond, whatever those shining diamond and glistening pearl or whatever they are, um, the I, I find myself kind of doing what you're doing, where it's like, God, I just want to get through this because the stuff I want is at the end of the game. I want to do the battle frontier. I want to do the the contests. I want to do you know that kind of stuff. Right. And like I find myself like skipping through that dialogue. So now I think it. I think it's just that the series has kind of changed, kind of like how Zelda has changed, you know and. I think any time a series goes through that kind of a transition, it leaves some people behind that just want something that it doesn't provide anymore. I think that's kind of... I think what we're seeing as we're getting older and games are getting older is that's kind of the nature of gaming, is that you know not every game that we liked as a kid is going to be as good as an adult because they do change and they're made by different people and they have sure. different, you know, different goals, I guess. Sure. Yeah, I don't know. I Whatever it is, like, again, like, I... Uh, I, I don't think that this is a bad game like don't get me wrong but i am just there's just like something that's game. it's just not something there's something not there like i i Are remember you gonna keep forcing yourself to try to get through it like oh well, yeah i paid i paid 120 dollars for it i'm gonna beat it see that's what's so strange to me uh, although i guess i did the same thing with breath of the wild so i guess i kind of understand but like once you reach a point where like see for me it was like i played it i didn't like it then i was like okay well let me play it again six months later and see if i liked it 
I like it a little bit more. And then I played it a third time. Nope, still don't like, you know, that kind of thing. Like, like and I was I was constantly trying to see if I enjoyed it kind of thing. Is uh-huh. that what you're doing? Are you, are you just kind of like kind of what I've been constantly, doing. yeah? That's kind of what I had done with uh, Witcher 3, where, you know, like, I really wanted to enjoy it because everybody raved about it. But every time I played it, I'm like, this is not clicking for me. But you like, want to like it, so you yeah, just like, keep playing it. Yeah, like, I love open world games. I should love this game. I love Skyrim. Yeah. I love Breath of the Wild. I love all the Rockstar games. But yeah, Witcher 3 didn't click for me, but I had to keep coming back to it to figure out why. It's a frustrating sure. feeling when you don't like something that the vast majority of people enjoy. I don't know if Pokemon fits that bill, because I think there's as many people that are complaining about how buggy it is as there are people who like it. But like The Witcher, definitely. Breath of the Wild, definitely. So like, yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a frustrating feeling for sure. And it's hard um, for me, too, to like say that... Because I've gone back and played Gold and Silver. That's like my sweet spot. That's those are my like mm-hmm. favorite Pokemon games. I but like, like it's hard. Lot, it's hard for me to because there's faults there too, right? Like it, like you know, like you have to have a stupid cut Pokemon. Like you have it, have to have an HM, mm-hmm. you know, Pokemon base, and you don't have to have that kind of stuff anymore in these other games. So, uh, like, I definitely see the improvements. But like when I go back and play those. It's probably all nostalgia, but I just have, like, the best time, you know? It's just, like, yeah. so... It's, like, pure Pokemon for me. Yeah. Yeah. Why I keep going back to GoldenEye, you know? Like, like there are there are newer, sure. better first-person shooters out there, but I, that's, that's a comfort food for me. Yeah, totally. Not, it's not overly long or complicated. I can, you know, play a five-minute match or a ten-minute level and get my fill out of it. Right, right. But um, let's see. Other than that, I have been playing. No, I don't really want to talk about that game because, again, I haven't played it very much. So I'll have more to talk about um, a couple of Game Pass games and um, two games that I have been playing that we got review codes for next week. But um, I guess that's a teaser for my change of system. Lucas, what have you been playing? Ooh, I've been playing some games, man, and I want to talk about them, so buckle up, boys. I'm going to start with Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, because I have some stories from that. Um, So I think I told you guys about the Pikachu raid that we did, where we had to fight the really hard Pikachu and how that was hellish and everything. Um, Well, after that, like immediately after that, they released two new Pokemon, brand new Pokemon to the game. Legendary Pokemon of a sort. And Steve and I wanted to go get them because it was like a 10-day event and we wanted to get our hands on them. Steve needed two copies because he's obsessive and he likes to fill everything in his living Pokedex. I just wanted one because I wanted to play around with them. Um, So we did the raids. We did them separately. I got my guys. um, One of them. um, So I'm going to give you their names because they don't reveal anything because the naming mechanisms in this game are weird for some of the post-game Pokemon. Um, That was Walking Wake uh, was the Scarlet one. And Iron Leaves was the violet Pokemon that came out. Walking Wake was a piece of cake. He was super easy. You go into a raid, you do him. It's it's easy peasy lemon squeezy. Uh, Iron Leaves was the worst thing I've ever done. That was hell. Every five seconds, somebody's getting KO'd. You get KO'd three times. You run out of time. You get kicked out of the raid. That's it. You're done. You have to find a new raid. And if you're playing on Scarlet, you got to go online and hope somebody's posting one because, man, it's it's hard. Um, finally got him. Then Steve decided he wanted his second copy. So he rushed through his version of Scarlet that he hadn't finished yet got through all the stuff he needed to get through, and then we went out raiding for these guys. And let me tell you, it was really freaking hard. (laughs) So we both had to play in a version that we haven't normally played because I had to host it from Violet, and he had to play it in Scarlet. Um, I don't have that many good Pokemon in Violet, so we transferred over one of my guys that was like level 60. Steve was working on one of his guys in his game, and we spent like three and a half hours just grinding experience to get up to the point where we could do this raid. And then we did it at like four in the morning and it felt amazing and it was everything we dreamed of and we accomplished our, all our goals. But man, it was it was hard. Like, I can't <sighs> tell you, I can't put it into words 
how difficult this battle was. And they, they're all like this. These high-level raids that they've been coming out with are super difficult, super rewarding when you get them. And you get these, like, memorable Pokemon that you'll never forget. Kind of like, oh, yeah, there's that Greninja who kicked our butts for five years kind of <laughs> sure. thing. But just feels really good when you finally get them. So I've been having a lot of fun with the raiding, actually. It's a mechanic I've been enjoying in this game. Um, but, uh, yeah, that was, that was Scarlet and Violet. I've been doing a little more Scarlet and Violet, too. I'm on my third playthrough of these games. So clearly, you know, I'm having a good time. <laughs> but um, I'm currently working on getting a new version of my legendary, Coridon, because he's one of my favorite legendary Pokemon I've ever seen. And I want one. And I traded my old one to Steve for reasons that we won't get into. But it has a lot to do with, like, the story and stuff. And now I'm like, well, I want a good Coridon that I can keep around. So I'm have working you, on that. Have you guys um, done your, like, special battle thing yet? special battle thing so you guys were both building some kind of special team oh. so you had like we did a battle a while ago yeah i posted that on my youtube channel it was i um... guess i'm gonna have to go check it out was that the one yeah, with steve's was... like shiny eevee team or whatever it is no 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 that one was steve's trickster team so like pokemon that like transform and change type and stuff versus just like the best guys i had available and stuff so yeah we did that one um, I'm working on, right now I'm working on a superhero team, basically. So I've got, like, all these, like, bipedal humanoid Pokemon that look like they could be, like, Yu-Gi-Oh characters and stuff. And I'm turning them into a team. So I'm going to be battling Steve at some point when I get a team together. But that's probably, like, months off because, you know, there's tons of other games to play about. Which I'll talk about right now! Um, I play Pokemon <laughs> Go. Um, I've been getting back into that one a little bit, playing that. I finally got through the Meloetta event from like eight years ago because I made a new friend in that game. So that felt special and magical and neat. Uh, just kind of playing that one every day. Not really anything interesting to report. The shiny rates are way down. You were right. It's it's gotten really garbled. It's something to do when you're bored, I guess. So that, that exists. Um, speaking of things to do when you're bored, I've been playing RuneScape. Getting real far in that one. I'm level 98 magic. I'm one magic away from my second 99 level in that game, which feels good. I'm almost, I'm right at the cusp of 84 Slayer. I would have hit it if we started at 9.30 instead of 9 o'clock like usual. Uh, and then I just have three more Slayer levels to go before I can do the Kraken boss and start farming for a pet. So I want all that stuff. I'm really excited. I'm really hyped for everything that that game has to offer. Nice. Um, I've, also, I've also been playing Sonic Smackdown which is a fan game I found out about very recently. Um, a well-made fan game, actually. It's basically kind of like Street Fighter with Sonic characters. And it's pretty cool, <laughs> honestly. Like, I want to... Um, I haven't really been doing like video reviews of stuff, but at some point in the future, when I have like a good setup and everything again, kind of want to do a video review for this one, because I like playing Sonic fan games. I think the, the community is really passionate. Sega is very un-Nintendo in that they don't shut this stuff down, so it just kind of gets to like flourish right. and grow and stuff, so... I don't know. I'm, I'm curious to see, you know, kind of what went into this one. But it has a ton of characters. Really interesting. Um, the more I played with it, the more complex it got. Like, it's like a three-button fighter kind of thing. So, like, you know, if you use, like, light attack, Sonic does, like, a little spin attack. But if you do heavy attacks, he, like, charges an attack and bashes into you kind of thing. So sure. it's, it's cool. It's got, like, custom dialogue, like Street Fighter and stuff. So I'm having fun with that one. And then the last game, the one I really wanted to brag about, is Nemesis Lockdown. Um... I think I've talked about Nemesis on this show before. It's a board game, a very lengthy, very rules-oriented board game, but super cool, where you're on a ship, and there's aliens on the ship, and it's based on alien, and you have to do certain tasks, and everyone has their own tasks, so it's kind of cooperative, but not really, because some people might not be working in the same direction as you, and their task might conflict with your task. Someone might have a task that says, oh, kill Eugene by turn 10, you know, that <laughs> kind of stuff. So, like, you gotta be real careful when you're playing it. Um, I played that. I am in the process of editing a four-hour video that I can upload to my channel, but it's freaking long, um, where we played a kind of Steam-oriented version of this. It takes place in a Mars base instead of a spaceship. A lot of the rules are different, but really fun, and the fact that you don't have to memorize everything and the game kind of plays itself instead of you having to say, okay, we rolled a creature token, now what do we do? You know, and stop and read the rule books every five right. minutes satisfying um i will say i'm gonna go ahead and spoil this because i don't think anybody's gonna be sitting through a four-hour video of nemesis but i want it for future viewing um 
I was ironically playing as the survivor. There was a survivor, there was a xenobiologist who was super cool, and there was a like a scout or a ranger was my third player. I played this with mm-hmm. my two neighborhood friends that I've known since I was like seven. Um, I we were all wounded. We were all doing real bad. It was our first playthrough in a new you know system and everything. None of us knew what we were doing. I get into the shuttle that has a like 25% chance of launching and a 75% chance of killing me when it malfunctions. And I'm like, well, I got to try this, guys, because who knows what's going to happen. And it launches. <laughs> and I win. And I leave halfway through the game. And my friends got killed by aliens. And the, the station self-destructed. So sure. It was a very satisfying game of Nemesis. I had a good time. I can't wait to play it again. I hope that they play it again, even though I betrayed them and left the space station. <laughs> is this a, uh, this is a tabletop, like, ass tabletop game, right? Did you guys yeah. play it, like, in person, or was it, like, a, a virtual tabletop? No, so, so Nemesis Lockdown, it's on Steam. It is a tabletop game, but it's done in, like, a video game format. So that's the difference between this and, like, playing Got it. on an actual Got board it. game. It is a board game. But this one in particular, for some reason, they adapted to Steam to be, like, playable virtually and stuff. So I've been playing it by myself, trying to learn all the rules before the next session kind of thing. Because a lot of stuff is really different, and it's confusing if you've already played Nemesis. Half the community likes the original game, half the community likes the new game. There's no consensus on which one is better. But um, it's it's pretty fun. you got to like tabletop games. You're going to die a bunch just trying to figure stuff out. It is a very difficult solo experience. I've won like once playing solo and I played like eight games. Mm-hmm. So like get ready for that. Much like more that fun still. with other people. You can have a solo game. You can just go in and have an objective and have to complete it. And all the while the aliens are running through the corridor beating you up and trying to kill you and everything. It's just you against the aliens instead of you against the aliens and potentially other players kind of thing. Now there's things you can't do. Like one of the things in, in lockdown that's very different is there's a power generator that's constantly on the fritz and you're having to like go back and turn on the lights and fix things because the aliens are stronger in the dark. You basically just have to say, screw it. I can't worry about that right now because I've got to get up to like, you know, section one to get the key I need to activate the shuttle to do, you know, that kind of stuff. But yeah, it's it's all there. It's um, pretty interesting. It's a fun game. So again, way more fun in a group setting though. Way more fun with other people and, uh, you know, it's been a lot of fun to play. There are two versions of Nemesis on Steam, so be careful. I guess the other one is more of a first-person shooter kind of thing, but I don't think it's as good. It doesn't have as good reviews. So the one I've been playing is called Lockdown. So go check that out if you're interested. It's a lot of fun. And it really does that take does a lot fun, of that heady... It's cool. And it takes a lot of the heady stuff. Like, you still got to make decisions, but you don't have to stop and say, like, okay, what's the difference between getting a larva token versus, like, a creature token? How do I resolve this? Okay, well, the creature token spawns two creatures in hallways A and B. A larva token spawns an egg in the nest room, which is, you know, like, that kind of, like, all the setup and crap that you have to do with board games. So, right, it takes all that out of the equation, which I really appreciate, because, ooh, Nemesis is a hard game to get through. But, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's what I've been playing this week. So that's really kind of it, I guess. Um, we do have a question block real quick if we want to stick around and do that. You guys feeling up for it? Yeah, we've got, uh, we've got quite the question block, too. So let's do it. Quite the question block. All right, our first question comes from Slacker No Mo Money, uh, dollar dollar emoji, who writes, I haven't been listening to your podcast a lot lately since I've been busy with life in general recently. If you've already been asked or discussed this before, you can ignore the question. First off, slacker, ouch. Not that you're going to hear this, but ouch. Uh, Second off, with the Mario movie so close to release, besides the rumored Legend of Zelda movie, if Illumination Studios got the green light to make more movies, what Nintendo IP do you think should get a movie? Star Fox? That would be a good one. I was expecting you to say Metroid, but... uh... But Star Fox would be a would be a no. Game. Yeah, it's a, it, it's already like kind of chibi-ish, right? I mean, like uh, it's built for animation because they're already like yeah. you know, they're they're, yeah. they're animals. So it's, yeah. Like, except you know what? If they're gonna do a Star Fox movie, I would rather Ica do it in stop motion. Who's Ica? Because mm-hmm. they they do uh, they did Didn't like Coraline. The... Kubo and the yeah. Two Strings. Oh, uh, that would be yeah. cool. Yeah. 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 They're like a high-quality team. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're like the best at stop-motion animation. I want to see them do 
a Star Fox with the with the puppets like we're the, we're in the box art. Yeah, basically like what that E three thing was like. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm thinking about this. What do you think, Justin? Uh, well, since Eugene didn't say it, I'm gonna have to go with Metroid because you know the Metroid would be my solid number two. See, I was uh, thinking Metroid, but that kind of suffers from the silent protagonist problem again that I dislike when those things get made. So, uh, well, I, I mean, know. you my... could just make her part of a team, but yeah, that does run into, you know, then then you, you, you then you piss you off run all the, the fans. <laughs> you run the risk of other emming it and going too far in one direction or the other kind of right. thing, and yeah, I don't know, but but it, it is probably the most likely choice. I think it makes a lot of sense. Um, my choice, I don't, I don't think it's really kid-friendly Metroid. It would be kind of a more teen movie, I guess, maybe. Um, I, at first I was thinking Pikmin might be interesting, kind of like, you know, Olimar is crash-landed kind of thing, and he has to navigate the world with the Pikmin. That could be kind of an artsy one, I guess. But maybe if you want to go more, like, straight action, an F-Zero movie could be kind of cool. I almost said with, that. Ooh. With Captain, Captain Falcon, like, chasing down, like, a bounty while having to simultaneously race in, like, the F-Zero Grand Prix. And he it turns something out, cool like, the bounty there. is in the race, cool and he's got to, like... Yeah, like, I could see that being a thing, it could be. Maybe, it, so. it could be, like, a... Uh... Almost like a heist movie type of thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then at like the very end, he's got to like win the race and catch the bad guy. Kind of. Right. Like, I could see that being fun. Yeah, be I'm in. Idea. I'm in. All right. All right. I'm looking. Um, I'm, oh, I was like, I'm looking at a list of Nintendo franchises to see if there's anything that I or we didn't think of. Splatoon, I think, would be perfect for Splatoon could be cool for Illumination to make a family-friendly movie about That's it. a good choice, actually, because they could... Okay, first off, that, they could the just make an inkling. Like, yeah, know. they could make an inkling and then just copy and paste it like they do, <laughs> so that would work. It's kid-friendly. You've already got a plot. You could just do Octavio versus, like, the inklings taking over, like, you know... That might actually be the right answer. That yeah. makes the most sense. And it's a popular IP. Even though it's one I don't think any of us are really that jazzed by, it is a really popular IP. That makes the most sense, I think. I, I like Justin's idea, but I still want an F-Zero movie, so. <laughs> or a Star Earth, Fox movie. Earthbound was the only other one I saw on the list of franchises that... Don't ruin Earthbound. Um, I don't know if they... I, I if you just... were going to do... If you were going to do Earthbound, I hate myself for this, I think I'd want it to be live action. I think I'd want it to be like an 80s movie, like a Stranger Things kind of thing, but like a movie. Well, that'd be like, you know, yeah, yeah, do something like that. It'd have to be a, a series, though, like maybe like a limited run maybe series. Maybe like something. a limited run, yeah, mm-hmm. Netflix kind of thing. Yeah. I think what well, we've we're arrived at is we ideas. don't want Illumination making any of these movies. Yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> like, I, 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 the, the Mario movie looks like it's going to be good fun, but like some of those more serious Nintendo franchises need a more serious studio making them. Um, well, let's move on to question number two. This one comes from DJ, better known as Andy around these parts. Uh, lots of games now getting expansions or DLC. What are the best that you have played? Additionally, what do you feel is the best way to do DLC? One much bigger update, multiple smaller releases, etc.? The best DLC that I've played. Oh, well, I've already um, got my answer. Um, I think the best DLC that I've played was the Ballad of Gay Tony for Grand Theft Auto 4. Um, didn't well, the Lost and Damned didn't quite hook me, but Ballad of Gay Tony took everything that was great about GTA 4 and then threw in some of the zaniness of of uh, San Andreas, and I think it was just I've, the perfect combination. I've heard that one is really good. I'm I'm thinking a little more modern Nintendo, I guess. Um, I, I really like modern Nintendo. That that I, I guess well, Mario Kart Mario would Kart. be the only thing I'd think of. That that's a Mario good DLC. Smash Ultimate between the Wii U and now on the Switch, they've they've like tripled the size of that game. I have some problems with Smash Ultimate. DLC. I, I think it was good in concept, but I think it got really bogged down by like commercial partnerships and stuff rather yeah. than being like what people really wanted. So I, I don't think that was so much a problem of like how they did the DLC, but like why they did the DLC, I guess. But Smash Ultimate doesn't doesn't come through for me as like the the one and only when I think of like good DLC. Yeah, um, I wish that my... the Smash Ultimate DLC had been a little bit more Nintendo centric. 
Like, it just kind of veered off into things that I have absolutely no association with. Yeah, sure. My my answer is um, easy for this question, actually. It's, uh, I don't know if you all have ever played Bioshock 2, but the Minerva's Den DLC is just like, it's beautiful. It is just so good. It, that, that story is just like, man, um, I loved that DLC. So that was my answer for sure. Okay, so Mario Kart, really good. Probably my best example of like DLC done right because it doesn't feel that expensive. You get a lot of content. It's kind of drip-fed over time, so it doesn't really go stale. You know, we're about to play more of it tonight kind of thing. Um, Pokemon Sword and Shield had a pretty decent DLC offering, especially when you compare it to, um, you know, the last few games where they've just done like the updated version that you have to buy all over again. It was kind of nice to just get that as DLC instead of having to buy a whole new game. That might be kind of a biased answer, but I, I think it stands. But I think my favorite recent DLC I've played is actually the Skyrim Anniversary Edition. Um, it's made by fans, which is really cool. Like right off the bat, I like that. It's, um... It's really adding a lot to my experience. Like, just having, like, a weather system in the game now that I have to account for and hunger that I have to keep track of and I need to sleep every now and then to, like, rest up and recover and stuff. It's it's working for me. It's doing a lot right. So I might go with Skyrim Anniversary Edition, actually. Um, cool. Uh, well, we got one more question here. Actually, it's, like, five questions. And um, <sighs> I think... <laughs> I think the way it's written in our copy paste is a little a little odd. So I'm gonna do my I'm gonna read it word for word. But if it sounds a little off, we might have to do a little kind of translating. It might have gotten lost in translation here, but I'm gonna do the best I can. Uh, this is from Wild with Flavor. He asked us this morning. I assume he. I, I have no idea who you are, Wild with Flavor, but I appreciate you asking us questions. Um, Rhythm Mayhem thoughts on the surprise of Hi-Fi Rush. Future of Rhythm games with High Five Rush, such as Sword of Symphony. Um, do any of us know what Rhythm Mayhem or High Five Rush are? Yes! I was talking about High Five Rush oh, a couple of saying, weeks you, ago. You, yeah, you there we go. High Five Rush. Okay, I, good. I was like, I was like, uh-oh, right off the bat. I don't right know what Rhythm bat, Mayhem is, but I do remember. Right off the bat, I'm not going to be able to answer any of these questions. Okay, shoot, Eugene, you're the one, then go. Um, I, I haven't played a whole lot of it, unfortunately. It is a Game Pass game, though, so if you have Game Pass, go do that thing. Um, it's cool, though, because it's like, uh, I, I mean, it's like a beat-em-up, just about. And, um, the beat-em-up aspect of it is that, you know, you're kind of going in tune with the, with the music. But you don't have to go in tune with the music, but if you go in tune with the music, you kind of get, like, bonuses, you know? So that's the, um, that's the cool thing about that game. Have not played, um... Or heard of Rhythm Mayhem, unfortunately. Sort of Symphony, however, it looks cool as hell. Um, I've been following this on TikTok for a while now, actually. Um, it's this one guy this uh, that's just kind of like making this cool game um, and talking about it, um, his, game, his uh, journey developing it on TikTok. I'm not convinced that it's ever going to come out, quite honestly, but it's cool to see somebody like put a like fresh concept out there like I, I feel like at some point he's gonna need like a team but maybe he like this this has been covered by like IGN and stuff so like you know he's gotten plenty of, of coverage so maybe he's gonna get like some kind of backing with through like Kickstarter or something but uh, yeah it looks cool as hell like another like cool rhythm game where you know it's all about the music um, but yeah I, I guess that's that's my take well, I think you're the only one who's got one, so let's move through the rest of these real quick. Uh, Metroid Prime Remake. What do you all think it says for the Prime series, Prime 4? Um, while the flavor is guessing, we'll get a trailer sometime in the next three years or something like that. Um, Metroid Prime Remake, I think that they're probably going to drip feed us Metroid Prime Remakes. Honestly, I think that's what that means. Um, yeah. I think Prime 4 is obviously still in development, but I think it's a long way off. They are, they are really wetting our appetites. Yeah. I think what they'll do is they'll release one, they'll release two, then we might get a news about four, and then they'll release three, and then we'll get four kind of thing. I think that's what they're going to do to us. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like they're not going to tell us about Metroid Prime 4 until like it's ready, because I think that they know that at this point that we're just like done 
talking about it. We're done hearing about it. We're done seeing, like we saw the logo and then we saw another logo when they told us that like they're scrapping the whole game. And then like that was the last we heard of it. You know, I, I think that at this point, if I was Nintendo anyways, we're not talking about Metroid Prime until like it's six months away, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and I have a feeling we're going to get Metroid Prime 2 and 3 remasters before 4 is announced even because they probably want to build up that hype. Yeah, probably. Um, Fire Emblem Colgate brand. This took me a second and then I realized you're referring to the fact that the main character looks like he's got a Colgate toothpaste on his head. Uh, Fire Emblem Colgate brand. Thoughts on it? Future DLC? What does this mean for Fire Emblem games with the boost to character graphics and combat mechanics? I'm sorry, this probably isn't the answer that you want to hear. Um, I'm not interested in Fire Emblem Engage. I don't really like when Fire Emblem games do the kind of like back like calling back old characters thing. I like my Fire Emblem games to be standalone stories, and this one just didn't interest me because it, it has like all the old characters in it, and you use rings to summon them and stuff like that. So I don't know enough about the game's combat or mechanics or anything like that to make a judgment on the future of the series. Um, Awakening was my favorite Fire Emblem game. I guess take that for what it's worth. I already know that's a divisive one for some people. Some people say that's the point where the series died because it got way too easy and stuff like that. It, it was just the one that captured me for whatever reason. So I'd like to go back to a Fire Emblem game. I think the last few have been a little too messy for my taste. I didn't like having to buy three games to kind of get the complete story on the second 3DS game. Um, I was really enjoying Three Houses for a while, and then I something just hit, and I, I checked out of that one for eternity, basically. And I didn't try this one. So I'm hopeful I'll pick up a Fire Emblem game in the future, and maybe they've changed a lot, but I don't really have any insight on this one. Same. I, uh, I want to love Fire Emblem, but um, I feel like Fire Emblem doesn't want to love me. I have never played a Fire Emblem game of any kind on anything ever. No, no, that's not true. When they released the anniversary edition of the first ever uh, Fire Emblem game on the Switch, I played about 15 minutes of that. So I have absolutely no opinion on Fire Emblem one way or another. All right. Two more questions. We'll make them quick. Uh, Wild got in like five questions all at once here. So... Technically snuck in on a technicality, but let's go ahead and answer them. Uh, I'll field this one. Monster Hunter's future. Rise and story don't seem to be meeting the same level of hype of world. What future content do you all hypothesize? Um, Rise definitely isn't. I think Rise is a decent game. Um, definitely not on the same level as world for a multitude of reasons. The biggest being that it's not built for next-gen consoles, I think, like, you know, world was at the time. Um, I think that the Monster Hunter series is largely going to be relegated to... PC and current gen quote unquote consoles and Nintendo's kind of getting it left in the dust, unfortunately, which is a bummer because Monster Hunter Try and Monster Hunter 4 were great games that were very Nintendo forward, and I really like that about them. So I kind of hate seeing the franchise move away from that, but it seems to be the way that they're going. Uh, Monster Hunter Stories, I don't think really fits into this discussion because I think Stories is kind of meant to be a standalone thing and it was never going to achieve the same kind of popularity that Monster Hunter Rise or World achieved. It is their answer to Pokemon and the Monster Cat games and i really hope we get a third one because i really liked stories i really like stories too neither of them quite felt like the definitive game for me and i'd like to see that come through in a stories three more monsters a bigger world ironically maybe a little less story and a little more gameplay but i really like stories so i hope we get to see more of that in the future um and i'm just gonna pass by you guys because i don't think either uh, say, same, same answer as fire emblem i played about 15 yeah. minutes of generations on the 3ds so. If Steve was here, I'm sure he'd have something to say about that. So maybe we'll ask him that again in a future episode. <laughs> uh, last one, uh, Zelda, because Tears of the Kingdom is being talked about everywhere and anywhere. How about remakes of older titles like Minish Cap, Four Sword, or the Oracle games? Would they do them similarly to the remake of Awakens? God, I hope so, because the remake of uh, Link's Awakening was freaking amazing. But um, Minish Cap, I think, is probably a hard pass because we just got that on the virtual console. So I think that's their answer to that. Four Swords needs to come out in some capacity, even if it's just a, a port of the like the Game Boy Advance games or whatever. Especially now that we have 
the ability to play, you know, multiplayer online, online which is... Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Four Swords should exist again, and I would love to either see a remake. Honestly, though, if we get a remake, um, I, I don't know what the Four Swords consensus is, but I think I'd want Four Swords Adventures, because that way game was a lot more of a full game, whereas yes. Four Sword was kind of a tech demo. And that yeah, is also so. one of the, like, the game with the highest barrier for entry, because you had to totally. have... A game for, game. You had to have yeah. a GBA for every player. You had to have a cable for every player. Yep. Like it was... I beat that game. I didn't beat it with a friend, I'll tell you that much. Well, you um, couldn't no, because you I just throw your friends in lava. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. But no, that's a great uh, that's a great game for that because like Fire, or Fire Emblem, God. Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles got that treatment last year or the year before or something like that. And Steve and I got to play that all the way through and that was really fun. So I think uh, Four Swords Adventures or something like that is a great choice for that. And the Oracle games, you know how I feel about the Oracle games. I want the Oracle games back. I want them back in, in any form. I think it's been confirmed we're getting them on the Game Boy Virtual Console. If you've never played yes. these games, I suggest you do. I love them. They're like my favorite 2D Zelda games. Um, but I'd love to see those get ported into the, the Link's Awakening engine, since they are all basically run on the same game anyway. I think it'd be really cool to see those games in beautiful, little picturesque 3D. So that's my Honestly, thoughts. what I'd rather have more than remakes of old A Zelda new games. game? Yeah, like, yeah. To give me... Yeah. To use the Link's Awakening engine and create a brand new top-down Zelda not? game. Yeah, why not? Like it, it, you can do one of those in like a quarter of the time that it takes to make a Breath of the Wild. So, and you can yeah. farm that out to one of these other studios. That I mean, look, the Oracle games and Minish Cap were made by Capcom, uh, yeah. was a flagship or whatever their the the studio was. So, yeah. you know, do that again. Yeah, I'd love to see that too, honestly. All right. Well, I think we've reached a natural conclusion. We ran a little long tonight, so thanks for hanging out with us while we did all this. Um, if you want to ask us a question or several, hit us up on Discord, on Twitter, wherever you want to find us. We'll, we'll get you. Eugene's pretty good at that. Probably Discord. That seems to be the best way. Mm. But um, anyway, we will be back again next week with another show. Bye-bye! I was waiting for it. Adios. Feel the power of... <laughs>